This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about sex, baby, and speak with women's health expert and author of the New Mom Survival Guide, Jennifer Wilder. Woo! I don't even know how do you mean woo? Woo is not a sex sound. Possibly not not a sex sex sound. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Oh, there we go. Yeah, you just did Uh, it. Note to my parents, stop listening now. (laughs) Yeah. Please. If you're really, if you're related to us, this is not a show for you. Please don't. If you ever have to make eye contact with us, this is not a show yeah. for you. Yeah. It doesn't, that includes our husbands. Okay. <laughs> Teresa, how yes. are you? Oh, I've never been better. Do you want to know why? I do. So I went to, <laughs> I went to get my IUD. Hey, sex show. I know. It's All right. so perfect. I'm. I went to get my IUD a couple days ago. Right. <clears throat> Wait, for people don't know what oh, that an is. an intrauterine device. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's take that back. Let's rewind that and just cut this whole thing. <laughs> Awkward for me. Go ahead. All right. So this is a form of birth control. You got it. Um, and I got one after Simon. Right. And it was fine. Great. Getting, I decided I would get one this time. Sure. And went in to get it inserted by my OB. Great. And she's like down there and she's like, oh, um. (laughs) And okay, so it's like crampy and hurts, all right, when they're like inserting it because they have to dilate your cervix to get it up in there. Let's get it all. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. so it's it's uncomfortable. It's not like horrible pain, but it's it's uncomfortable. Not it's the like, best. It's like cramps, and so she's like, "Okay, all right." Mm, mm, hmm. And she says to her assistant, "Like, can you hand me the something something?" And I'm just like, "Jesus Christ, when will this be over?" And so then she goes, <laughs> this "Sounds okay. like my sex life." Bow, 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 bow. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so then she's like, "Okay, you know what? I don't think we're gonna do this today." What? And I was like, "Oh," and she's like. Yeah, I think you should come back in like a month because I've been like mucking around in there. <laughs> she literally said those words. Wow. I've been mucking, mucking around, around in there. Great. And I was like, yeah, I could feel that. I'm getting warm. And, um, and so basically it just like went in the wrong way. And then she didn't want to like fuck Try it up it, further. Yeah. And so she was like, just... Give yourself a month to heal. (gasps) So then I had to... Okay, so (laughs) what this means, basically... And so I was, like, I was, of course, very good-natured about it, as is my way. That that is your way. Yes, that is my way. I love my doctor. I can't... People make mistakes. Things things happen. But as I was driving home and cramping and bleeding, I couldn't help but feel like... Wait a minute. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. I just had to arrange to have my baby be somewhere yeah. so that I could go to the doctor. Right. Wait in the waiting room, you know, park, do all yeah. of that crap. It ended up being, you know, my whole morning. Yeah. For basically no- nothing except some cramps and bleeding, which lasted for about two or three days. Seems like this should be filed into the column of 
don't have to be so nice about it. <laughs> I, know, right? I know. I know. I know. It, it didn't occur to me until after the no, fact. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm still like freewheeling with no birth control You're whatsoever. Get so pregnant. I know that can't happen though. That can't happen. <laughs> we got to find a way for that not to happen. Well, but anyways, well. I talked to a fr- I talked to a friend, and she said it happened to her too. And she's like, and I just never really went back. <laughs> she's like, I just never went back and got it. Wow. I you know. So that clearly is putting you in the mood to have sex. Oh, yeah. I We've just been having so much so sex much ever sex. since that happened. It, it, maybe that's how that type of birth control works. <laughs> Somebody just goes in, tells you they're mucking around in yeah. there. It's got, gives it a lot of hmms and huhs yeah. while, they're, while they're looking at you. Yeah. And then... Uh, you can never feel sexual again after that. You can never that. feel sexual again. <laughs> Ta-da! That'll be $100. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I discovered, because it's a sex show, and yeah. I've been thinking yeah. about sex, I realized that, so one of the only things that calms Ellis down is the Pixies mm-hmm. uh, lullaby CD. We, we talked about music last week, kids' music. And this is one of those, you know, uh, CDs that I got when Catherine Bell was born. It's mm-hmm. the Pixies, but it's the lullaby version of the Pixies. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. Cool. It's great. Oh, and I'm like driving it around. It's, I'm driving around the other day listening to it, and I realized I was just like realized that the CD that Stefan and I pre baby used to get it on to mm-hmm. was in fact the Pixies. Oh, the Pixies used to make me feel like super hardcore, like sexy and punk rock, and oh. like. And now I was like, Yeah, why is it that when I heard our Pixies album the other day, it just didn't quite just didn't feel do it. the. Because I now associate it only with my child. Oh, God. Yep. Is there nothing left just for us? Show's over! Because <laughs> the answer to that question is no. Yeah. Uh, we've brought one into the studio oh, today yes. to, to get us Much in the mood today. for the yeah. sex talk. I think I need a little more wine. I think so. And I think we should just totally go in a different direction right now. Oh, thank God. And talk about the pledge drive. Yeah, thank God. Just for, just for, give us a couple of minutes, you guys. The least sexy things. I mean. We need to pace ourselves. Let's pace ourselves. Let's break it down. (laughs) Pledge drive. Yeah, so it's the Max Fun Drive. This is our second of two pledge drive shows. This is the last time you will be hearing us coming to you about the pledge drive this year. (laughs) And I hope it's the last time you hear us talking about sex. (laughs) Ever. Ever. Uh, but but I think this is a good No, this example. is the first of like a six-part sex uh, series that we're going to be doing this. But I think what I was going to say, uh, gulp, 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 <laughs> wine, 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 was it's topics like this. Mm-hmm. It's the brutal honesty yeah. of one bad mother yeah. that we feel is so important to be supported. Yes. Wasn't it, wasn't it somebody who kind of gave us a compliment by saying we don't sound like total assholes. Somebody did say that. I think you should support <laughs> One Bad Mother and Max Fun for not being total assholes. Yeah. And the Max drive, the Max Fun drive really is actually a very important time uh, for Max Fun. Yeah. So we use the funds from the Max Fun drive to support our organization and all of our network podcasts throughout the year. Um, what you do is you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. You select a membership level that is right for you. There are many. There are many. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you let us know which shows you listen to and which show is your favorite show. And that is how we decide how to allocate those donation funds every month. You know, there's actually a little tweet thing going around and super competitive 
mom biz uh-huh. uh, noticed it. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the hashtag my mf jam. Yeah, my mf jam, mm-hmm. my maximum fun jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got two more days left in this pledge drive. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see a little one bad mother. We would being love your to jam. hear from you guys. Yeah, <laughs> be great. You could you could donate money to a different show, <laughs> but, biz, but just so say, from a visual but... standpoint, okay. I need to see. Uh, I need to see. That we are some people's jams. Yeah, no, and that's a good that's a good thing to point out that like <laughs> you know we really really appreciate your support. If you've already donated to support yes. the show, thank you so much. Absolutely, we would not be here without you. Um, every week when you listen, you can know that you're supporting what we're doing yep. and that you're a part of this, and you can feel awesome about that. Um, but if you have already donated, or if you're about to go donate right now, yeah. why not spread the word? You know, Wait just it. let people know. That's really the way that we get a lot out of the Max Fund Drive is by just the force of social media and just people saying, you know, I donated, this is my favorite show, or I donated, you know, whatever you want to say about supporting the show, we really appreciate that. And it really works. People really really listen to that. It really is a family. It really is this network of a whole bunch of different shows, Mm -hmm. a lot of cross-listening, a lot of, go online, go on Twitter and do a little search for the Max Fund Drive hashtag, and you'll see how much fun everybody's having uh, talking about it. And we encourage you to hashtag the max fun drive with us mm-hmm. with one bad mother as us as your jam or whatever it's it's a it's delightful it is it's a good time it is so a good time. and thank you and thank um you. Th- again this ends this week so yeah. this is it um we so su- we appreciate your support any time of the year but this is the best time to do it because this is the time when you get the goodies you get goodies we're gonna talk about goodies later yep. After a long, awkward conversation. So between about now and sex. then, yeah, you can listen to us talk about sex. And while you're listening, why not go to maximumfun.org slash donate? We're gonna put you in the mood. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. How many times a week (laughs) are you having sex? With somebody. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hear you say eight <laughs> or 20. Okay. Then, I, don't, I don't want you. Then to... just for you, I won't. Thanks. Don't. Just, I need. Yeah. Don't. So it's been. Uh, you've been up four or five times a night mm-hmm. with your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you wake up. I, I guess wake up from some kind of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're taking care of your two-year-old and your mm-hmm. baby. You're getting people to daycare. Uh, you're getting things done in the house. You're going to work. Mm-hmm. You may have remembered to put something nice on. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a shower. Maybe not. You're, you're, you're getting food ready. You're getting errands done. You're getting all the stuff done. It's now the end. You're breastfeeding. Yeah. Yep. You're doing all the stuff. Now it's the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to have sex, right? Oh, my God. Right? That's exactly what I'm going for yeah. at that time of day. Yeah. See, this is why we're fucked. <laughs> I really, I think okay. we should go back. I think we should kind of go in order. Okay. Let's And how this happens. Because what yeah. we're talking about today is moms and sex. Yeah. Sorry, dads. Yeah. I we don't know about your stuff. So I really don't know talk about, about our own stuff. About it. <laughs> I worry too much about like worrying about 
use, you know, yeah. that, like my partner sexually yeah. anyway, and puts a lot of pressure on. I'm going to take yeah. this time to solely yeah. make it all about me. Yeah. Let's do that. We can. There are future episodes. We'll we'll do dad sex later. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, and I also want to say. Yeah. This is probably going to be a long show. Yeah, it might be. We a have a long. lot to talk about. Yeah. I think we should just take our time. <laughs> relax. Uh huh. Cover everything we want to cover. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't if, rush it. Don't rush take it. Take it slow. If we miss something, it's okay. No one's laughing. No one's judging. It's okay. Just whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. All right, All right baby. Should we share what we like and dislike? <laughs> <laughs> so you have a baby. Okay. And then you go on some message boards and people are talking about having sex. Yeah. Or you talk to that friend. Or... Or you have a baby and you run into the woman who's got a baby, your baby's age, mm-hmm. and another baby who's like nine months. Yeah. <laughs> like nine months. Who clearly months older. must have had sex. You had sex. Yeah, Somebody had, had sex, sex yeah. really soon yeah. after or having Or your a baby. partner just assumes, I mean, you've had the baby now, so we can, we can have, have sex. sex again. So how do you, okay, so. Somehow it comes back into your life. <laughs> how are we supposed to have, I have a friend. Uh-huh. Who finds it difficult. Mm-hmm. To get back in the mood right after having a baby. Why is that? <laughs> What's wrong with my friend? <laughs> um, God, there, see, this is, it's such a huge topic, right? But I got to assume that there are some things that many women have in common. And one of them yeah. is your body was making a baby. Which is... And which a baby we, came out of you. Whether you had a C-section right. or a vaginal birth... You ha- you made a baby and a baby came out of you. Rich, I think we still don't give enough like homage to. I know. Like, enough, no matter like, how much homage we give, it seems like it's not enough. And I don't mean homage yeah. like it, for people who haven't had babies. I don't mean yeah. like we're better because we have. I mean yeah. like a person yeah. was inside you a and then came out of your body and then like all supposed to kind of go back to normal like it's right. a weird thing it is really weird it's and odd. it can be physically traumatic yes um even in the best of circumstances right and you kind of get in your brain i'm carrying a person around and that can just kind of throw you off on how sure. you see yourself so sure. one so all right so one you pushed a baby out mm-hmm. things in the best of circumstances, mm-hmm. still became a horrible mess down there. Sure. There are, like, <laughs> oh, I, a couple of weeks to to maybe longer, things just aren't where they're, where they're supposed to be. No, everything. They certainly don't look like they're supposed around. to. Don't look. Don't look. Nobody look. I assume things don't look like they're supposed yeah, to look. There's no benefit to looking. Right. Things, at that point. Things felt like they were in really weird places. Uh-huh. It's yep. like somebody came in. It's like you came back from vacation and you're like, did, was somebody here? Did somebody go through my underwear drawer? Like nothing is where I quite left it. It's really weird. So, and and it's, there's pain. Yeah, there's some pain. Yep. And I'll, I'll say it because I've, I've had some wine. Okay. I'll say it. Seems like things would be really roomy and big and a mess down there, mm-hmm. right? It just seems yeah, like. It doesn't seem like it would. It doesn't would... seem like the same little place. For, yeah. Yeah. That. That you once, <laughs> you once welcomed your loving partner, yeah. in a warm, tight embrace. <laughs> oh my god! This is why you. you this is why there. you died. This is, I did. I'm so I did. happy you went there. We better get to see some donations, yeah, and some my favorite jams. Maximumfun.org/slash/donate. <laughs> All right, I'm saying it. So yeah. it's it's 
it doesn't matter. They, everything got sewed up. Everything right. got stitched up. Everybody's like, it's going to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It doesn't matter. In your mind, it's like a Picasso painting. Right. It's like some <laughs> messed up, not Georgia O'Keeffe, something horrible. Not Georgia O'Keeffe. And, and then suddenly you're like, when am I supposed? And this is totally separate from the like, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Right? This is purely physical. Mm-hmm. So... There's that. Yeah, and I think I think that there is also so okay, so there's pain, you're healing. Right. So even what so say say like you know, you go you go to the checkup at like six weeks postpartum, right? And right. your doctor says You're all yeah, set you to can, go. You could start having sex if you want. You, you know? look great. And you're like, Thank you. I can't even imagine doing that right now. Right. Um but so say Sometime between that time and six months later, right. you start having sex again, or you're you're thinking about you having sex, have sex again, right? I don't know about you, but for me, I will I will honestly admit that I was scared, yeah, because I thought it would hurt really, really bad, right? And I think probably in part because I was scared, yeah, it did hurt. Well, right, yes, there's isn't it? And, and this is such a weird thing, and this is what I think maybe. I second-guess myself on, and maybe other women second-guess themselves on, and their partners are like, I don't understand. And people who haven't had kids might be, I don't understand. You Before kids, you were having sex. Oh, yeah. And let's all hope that it was really great, awesome sex. I hope so. I would assume so. Yeah. And you're having all this great sex. You know what to do with each other. Everything's going great. Yep. How can all of a sudden there be this new fear that it's going to hurt, yeah. that you feel, like, not in sync with your partner, mm-hmm. that, that like, you're not sexy anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, so there's, I think that, like, You're, pain, like, afraid that it's not going to be enjoyable for both of you. Right. And that would be really heartbreaking. That's Especially ex- on top of all the other stresses that are new in your life at right. that time. You're right. It's that fear. Mm-hmm. Then, who do you talk to about this? Right. Because, like... You barely have time to sometimes talk with your partner. Mm-hmm. And then do you want to talk to your partner about the Like, it's sometimes hard to find that there's a level of intimacy that goes along with sex with your partner uh, that I think sometimes goes missing. Because it's hard to admit that you're worried about something that you guys were doing so well to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. And now you're like, eh, I'm worried it may not be that great. Yeah. Or I'm worried it's going to hurt. Yeah. Or I'm worried there was... I'm worried you don't want to, or I'm worried I don't want to. Right. Like, there's all these... Yeah, we're going to get in the middle of it, and I'm going to be like, just stop. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you may not have had sex for a really long time because you were pregnant. You may not have wanted to have sex while you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And and then there's the recovery time. And it can be, like, almost up to a year sometimes Mm -hmm. before you have sex again. And then... You may not quite be in tune with each other in terms of what you like. Sometimes yeah. you might go back to some really basic yeah. <laughs> moves, yeah. the bakes, the basics. <laughs> uh, and I know that for me, I get worried that I'm going to wind up trying to, you know, inform him what I like, what I mm-hmm. don't like, what I, and it's just going to be another. It's just going to come across as me like 
nagging him about the dishes. Oh, God. Could you please just yeah. put the dishes in? Just, yeah. I just need you to put the dishes yeah. right, all facing the same direction, <laughs> right? Like, all throughout the day, I feel like I'm constantly being yeah. like, have you forgotten that we need to do X, Y, and yeah. Z, and that this works like this, and this is, don't hold a baby like that. Yep. The baby likes this. And then we're going to get intimate, and it's going to be yeah. like, I really can't stand when this happens, yeah. or this happens, or this, or, yeah, and it's yeah. clearly... It's don't present it like I can't stand it when you do this. But it feels like you're just going to start nagging. Well, so that's why I think that this goes so far beyond just like the six-week readiness. Like you have a new baby. Your your lives have changed. Right. And like your day-to-day lives and whether you have one child or many more, your lives are busy and your relationship with one another, even if you are getting along great. Yeah. Involves a lot of those really mundane, everyday things like that. And I think it can be really hard to, like, separate yourself from, like, the just, like, chores of your everyday existence. Right. And and be like, I'm in love with this person. I, I want to share this, like, beautiful <laughs> moment with this right. person. I mean, that, that really takes, like, not only... T- finding the time and the space for that but it takes you have to really want that like you have to want to really go there and do the like mental work to be present right in that moment you know one of the things that i try and do to help is i i really do try and like tell Stefan like how good looking i think he is yeah how hot i think he is and just like hey one day, sometimes I'll just like walk through and be like, hey, ooh, you know, I hope that we get to one day be yeah. super intimate yeah. again. Someday I sex wa- is in our future. I want you to know yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> you know, like, like I love hey, that. hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You know, and like, so that he knows I still think all these things uh-huh. about it. We're having sex all the time. Don't worry about it. Oh, anymore. I know. You this guys is, are having again, sex. Again, this conversation every day. is Clearly. for a friend. Yep. Again. Yep. But you're right. There is this to get from that. Yeah. And I mean all those things I yeah, say. Yeah, but to get from that to the physical act of doing it mm-hmm. seems like so I'm like, when did this become so much work? Yeah. There's a fascinating article out there, and I think we should link to it because it yeah. is an interesting article. I think so too. About a woman who sort of just gave herself the challenge. She just said, I'm gonna have sex every day for a year. With She's my gonna, husband. With my husband. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. With my husband. And, you know, they had been married for a long time. I think they had a seven-year-old around the time that this happened. Mm. And and it's a really interesting journey that she goes through about just recognizing her own intimacy issues. And a lot of times it had nothing to do with him. Like, mm-hmm. he would tell her all the time how sexy he thought she was. And she eventually had just, she figured out she needed to say to him, I know that you think this about me. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue. The issue is, do I think this about me? Mm-hmm. And I need to become comfortable with myself and how I view myself. Yeah. You're welcome to cheer me on, but I can't, you can't get hurt by the fact that I don't respond Mm -hmm. to you telling me these positive things. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's not, it's not you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something about that where like, I, I genuinely think that, you know, Stefan would find me sexy in a potato sack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, 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 know, I know, I believe him when he says yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But once you get through the whole healing part and mm-hmm. the whole tired part, there's something about, like, getting ready for bed at night and starting mm-hmm. to get undressed. And then you've got, like, this, for me, these awful breastfeeding 
undergarments. Right. Right? Yep. Not the sexiest. No. Not, not, they don't make you feel the best. And some, there's a few out there that are really pretty, but they're, they're very expensive. Well, or they're they're very expensive, but also they're still for breastfeeding. <laughs> Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like, even if you spend a lot of money yeah. on like beautiful breastfeeding, you know, breastfeeding laundry, laundry yeah, still you're gonna still, smell like sour milk. <laughs> yeah, you're still using that to go pop a baby on your boob and right. then right deal with like spit up right. and like, you know you're still hard. doing all of that stuff. Right, it's hard to see myself physically as a sexual entity. Yeah, when I have when I'm feeding a baby all the time. Yeah. Like there are, I realized the other day, you know, we're about three months in with Ellis and three months into breastfeeding. And I realized the other day that I was like so separated from my body mm-hmm. and like what it's doing yeah. in, in its job to take care of a baby right now. Uh-huh. They're like, I got through feeding him, he'd fallen asleep, and I was like working on the computer on something. Mm-hmm. And like, I must have been sitting there for like 10 minutes and my boob had just been like, it was just there. It was just there. It was yeah. just there. Like Stefan came to yeah. get Ellis to it was like put a bottle. Bed. It was. Yeah. It was just, I left a bottle sitting on the, the counter. Table, yeah, but it was my bosom. Yeah, it was just sitting there. Hello, neighbors. And I just was like, that's really hard to then connect back to. Right. Like I'm taking off my bra. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. So I really think there is a major shift in like when you when you wean your baby and you stop breastfeeding right. and I, you go I mean I I read that like physiologically speaking your libido for most women is like sort of suppressed by breastfeeding actually but I think there's really a, yeah I read that that would it, make sense. it made me feel better, <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> I read it in the bathroom stall it makes me feel better yeah, yeah yeah and I and so it's sort of a combination of you know your your body is suppressing these chemicals naturally right but also like you said like your body your body you said this to me before the show your body is not your own in some ways right. and even if even if you do feel you know fully connected and committed to you know breastfeeding right. and you know feeding your baby and and all of that it's it's still just it's so different from what you were using your boobs for before. Right. right. <laughs> it's just like, it's so, it, that identity shift, the combination, I think, of the identity shift right. and the chemical, like, suppression and, of yeah. libido, really, it's like a, it's a, it's a doozy for, like, the breastfeeding months. And I think, I think, like, um, I know for me, I, I wanted to, I, I breastfed Simon until he was 16 months old, and right. we knew that we wanted to have another child, and I actually kind of partially stopped breastfeeding around the time when, like, I knew I wanted, like, some months, right. where I, bef- like, between breastfeeding and getting pregnant again, so I could just, like, enjoy just being bosoms, my own self. The bosoms being your bosoms. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And this, I do want to point out, this is another good time for us to step in and say that even if you're bottle feeding, mm-hmm. I don't think that that 
I think that still has the same effect because, you know, I only uh, breastfed for like six months with Catherine Bell and I planned mm-hmm. to, again, only do it for about six months with But Ellis. after six months, you definitely felt like having sex all, all the, the time, time, right? No, you're still sticking a bottle in. You're <laughs> right. still like, dude, yeah, you still you're have still this baby who's like changing diapers to you, and, all, all yeah. these things that are incredibly right. unsexy and tiring and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And then there's just the appreciation value. Mm-hmm. Like what we say here, you know, the, the whole, I just did all this stuff and nobody's here to appreciate it. Yeah. And there are times where, like, as simple as I went the extra step and cleaned up after dinner as opposed to letting it be, you know, my partner's job Mm -hmm. who usually does it. I went ahead and did it. Wait a second. You're not going to say that. You're not even going to acknowledge that I did this extra step, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Why would I feel like we have time to have sex? You know what I mean? Like, there's, I think there is, let's be honest, I think there's sometimes resentment can come into it a little bit. Like, where it's like... You get to do all these, you know, there are things you are not needed as much. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying it's not a valid feeling of you can feel like you've got more responsibilities or or more is put on you by your children than your partner. Mm-hmm. And that can sometimes lead to... You know, well, I'm definitely not in the mid. Well, so then you're, the way you're talking about it now, it's like sex is a responsibility. Yes. Yeah, so, like, a, this exactly. is another question because it's like I think there is a tendency to Ooh. when you've been doing stuff for other people all day to right? at the end of the day, if your, if your partner wants to have sex, to feel like, oh, great, now you want that from me too. And it's right. like, but, but the thing that's wrong with that thinking is why is it for that? Like, it's not. It doesn't have to be just for them. It's it's for right. you guys together. It's for both of you. Like what that's is it that so why you finally have time. Yeah, like we were talking about this as well. Like I finally have some free time. I know I'm gonna have the time at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm gonna use it to organize something <laughs> that I really want to organize. Why? What happens to us mm. after the healing? Or just like plop and watch TV. Or plop and watch TV. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, why is it that sex falls for I at know. least for? For moms, and I'm not talking for all moms, I'm just saying in general, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. A lot more articles for moms, it seems, out mm-hmm. there. Um, why does it drop from being like, oh, I'm going to have, like, mm-hmm. this hour. Yeah. Let's. I'm going to have hot sex right I'm now. I'm going to go have some super hot sex. This is, is going to feel is great. So great. This, this is, is going to be yeah. wonderful. I'm going to get all this attention from my partner that yeah. I don't feel like I you know, get during the day when we're yeah. working and we're stressed out. Yeah. Like, we're going to have some quiet time. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Why? Where did that go? Okay. You know what? I almost. Okay. First of all, I don't know the answer to that. But I will say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will say, though, there is something like. The times when I'm able to just be, like, to really separate myself from, like, taking care of the babies and da-da-da, and everybody happens to be asleep, and that moment does appear, and I am in the mood, and he's in the mood, and we are going to do this. Like, the thing that is really, that's just fucked up about it (laughs) is, like, the baby could wake up and, and then it's over. So there's, like, a, there's a, there's... I mean, okay, I'm not talking about, like, oh, you you know, when your kids are a little bit older and you get to go away for the weekend. We'll yeah. talk about that in a few years when, when we get When that there. happens to them. We are not in that <laughs> zone right now. We are not there. Like, we have babies that could wake up. And, like, right. and so— And I, in the room, possibly, with And it's, it's with almost us. like, right, totally, which is, it's almost like a defense mechanism to just be like, you know what, I'm not even going to try because right. I am just going to get beat down by this yeah. right now. I'm going to do all this work and put all this effort into, like, feeling good and looking good right. and like you know getting into this getting i'm gonna draw a bath 
Henry, I'm gonna have a glass of wine. You know, the kids are I'm gonna asleep. To the I'm gonna get yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get in the zone because it really could. It's out of your control, right. Too. So it really could just all fizzle. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that certainly didn't happen recently. No, that's never happened never, to no, any never, of us. Never, 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 ever happened. Um. So, but you should still try, I think. Yeah. All right. So, after all that, yeah. I th- I I kind of agree with the woman who committed to having sex every day for a year. I kind of do too. I, I it is a very bold mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like sometimes it is a little bit about just getting your mind and your body in sync again for yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, she says in the article that, like, yeah, it was a little bit like a chore to begin with. But then one day it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, then one day it really wasn't. Then mm-hmm. one day it became about this time where my husband and I knew we were going to have this time together. Mm-hmm. There was We were going to be listening to each other in a way that we weren't at other times where we'd be easier to be distracted. It was this time to become intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about kind of making yourself it's sort of yeah. like making time for yourself to go do something you really enjoy well why even if it's hard to break away for the from the kids right. if you make yourself do it and i think it it's about yeah. and i don't know why this has become the hardest thing at least for me is the getting back to being honest with your partner mm-hmm. about your needs and your concerns and your worries mm-hmm. like i want to fool around but i don't know if i have it in me to go all the way mm-hmm. or i we should you know if we go all the way and then the baby wakes up, we got to be, I can't go into this feeling the pressure that I got to go back to it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Just oh, like yeah. in general, just being, let's just start slow and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, I think that that's really good. And I also think, yeah, I think part of why that sex everyday thing worked yeah. was because so much of it is about habit, I think, especially because, like, for example, you know, we were talking about there's that chunk of time right after you have the baby where you're right. not having sex at all and your focus is on the baby. Yeah. Then it's like, then it's breaking a habit just to do it one time. Right. You know, and then you're like, well, how often do we do it after this? We right. did it the one time. Is that, like, enough Good. for a while? You know <laughs> what I mean? For like, two months. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, how, and then it's like, and then it's like, how, well, how often were we doing it before? Right. Is it, do we go back, you know? But I think a lot of it is that, and if you fall in, to you know, they say like you you use it or lose it. Use it or you lose know, it. like That's if right. you don't do it, you just don't do it. You have more not doing it in your future. And right. if you just do, you know what I mean, like right. And if you do it more, then you'll do it more. You know, <laughs> you know who we should ask? Who our sex expert coming on the we show? We have today. a sex expert coming on the show. Thank God. You know what? I feel like we are providing a service. We are. <laughs> We're providing such a good service yeah. that you should probably donate. I kind of feel like this is a service. Well, getting a sex expert is a service. It is. We are going to ask her some questions <laughs> instead of just like fucking around, Talking complaining about, about how confused we are about our friends. Because <laughs> Trace and I are having sex all the time. Yeah. I need a palate cleanser. Yeah, definitely. I need to not think about sex. Please, God. So let's think about Max Especially Fun since Drive. we have to talk about it again really soon. <laughs> That's right. Right. With our with Get our, to. Get to. Get to. Wee. Um, you know what else you get to? What? You get to get some good gifts. Yeah. If you donate 
to the Max Fun Drive. Yeah, it's the Max Fun Drive, you guys. Woo! We're going to tell you briefly about three of our favorite picks from the gift lineup this year. All the rest of the gifts can be found at MaximumFun.org slash donate. Um, but Biz, what can we get at the $10 monthly level? The most amazing 18-month mini Max Fun calendar. This is the calendar where all the hosts of Max Fun have been uh, painted as cats. It's and pretty amazing. It sounds amazing. like I'm physically being painted to look like a cat. Mm-mm. But I mean, like, there are cat representations yeah. of each of us. Yeah. And it's kind of the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's super cute. And Teresa it's and I weird. blow it out of the water. Yeah. It's weird how much the cats actually look like us and, yeah. f- like, seem like us. It's, it's weird. It's But it's great. Odd. It's super cute. You need it. So that's a great one. That's if you a become good... a member of Maximum Fun at the $10 per month level, you we will send you the 18-month mini Max Fun calendar. Um, you will also, just like if you donate at any level, you will get access to the bonus episodes. And at the $20 a month level... Tell me tell me all about it, Teresa. This is like the <laughs> ultimate mom gift. So this is. if you're a mom, you're going to love this. If you have a friend who's a mom, she'll love it. If you are married to a mom or a dad. Yeah. It's just... It's dads just, probably like this, too. Dads probably like this, too. Again, we don't Fine. know anything about dads. We don't understand you, dads, but <laughs> <laughs> we're just assuming. Um, it's amazing coffee from our friends at Tonks. Um, a beautiful coffee mug, which has been tested by me uh, and Lindsay. A beautiful cobalt blue <laughs> Lindsay, uh, Lindsay mug um, with the Rocket logo on it. And it comes with stack soap. So you can get nice and fresh and clean in the shower every morning. And we know every, every mom, mom benefits always has time from both of these things. <laughs> but how much better do you feel when you like get it's that there. shower yeah. and that coffee first thing in the morning? Well, that's right, because you don't want to be in the situation where you finally get to and it's not and there. And it's for not you. there. Oh god. That's the worst. Yeah. That is the worst. Now, what about at the $35 monthly level? This is really all that matters. Highball glasses. Highball glasses. Dang. Glasses to have. Water <laughs> or alcohol in. Yeah. Your beverage of choice. Your beverage of choice. Don't let your children near them. <laughs> These are really cute glasses. Uh, they're very classy. It'll make you feel totally acceptable having a drink at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's two of them. So you and your husband, after the kids are in oh, bed, yeah. Get you in the can mood. make yourselves a little cocktail mm-hmm. uh, and share yeah. In a romantic moment. Yeah. No, these are actually really perfect no, they really for cocktail are nice. hour. Yeah. yeah. They are. No, that would be really good. And of course, at the $35 monthly level, you will also receive everything from the $20 monthly level, the $10 monthly level, and the $5 monthly level. So um, that's I mean, a ridiculous it's good a, deal. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. And that's our way of saying thank you to you for donating to Maximum Fun. Um, we so appreciate you guys supporting what we do. We love coming in and doing the show and doing it for free and making it available. To yep. everyone and anyone anywhere who ever has an issue and wants to relate Hear us to, talk about yeah. it in an awkward, <laughs> hopefully non assholey way. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're really, we really love doing the show, but this is one way, you know, if you've been listening and enjoying what we do and you want to be more involved, this is something you guys can do, um, and we really appreciate it. We do. Thank you. So go to maximumfun.org/slash donate.
Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Okay. We're not going to share our genius and fail sex moments, right? No. Thank God. <laughs> That's for next year's pledge drive. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Ellis, as I have mentioned, is a car screamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be miserable in the car. Mm-hmm. So he does find, as I mentioned at the beginning, the Pixies Lullaby CD, very relaxing. So now what I've started doing is when I put him in the car seat in the house, I start playing the music then. Oh. And I, big happy smiles. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. And then. Who I, loves the car? Who, who loves, loves the, the car? car? <laughs> right. And, and so the music's playing with us the whole time into the seat. Uh-huh. It plays in the car until uh-huh. I turn the car on. Then I plug Plugging it in. It. Yeah. And then it. It plays. Yep. So every place we go is the Pixies mm-hmm. and me going, shh. shh, shh <laughs> My right? God, I'm so, so tired just hearing this. I know. So, like, <laughs> so uh, no matter where we're going. So uh, the genius is I have figured out, and, and it's working. Oh, It's God. actually working. Thank God. Yeah, at least for 80% of the trip, it's working. Good. So sorry, Pixie Sex Life. Yeah. Hooray, Pixies. Peaceful Everything. Car rides. Everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. Okay. Mine is uh, binder clips, which we got for, um, you know, like those big oh, silver binder, binder clips. They're just great. They're you the just best. look at them and you're like, I want to do something I with this. I want to clip this. Yeah. I want to organize a lot of papers. Right. <laughs> so we got them to hang a couple of quilts on the walls in the boys' room because we're really freaked out about like earthquakes <laughs> causing artwork to fall and oh, kill our children. <laughs> so we hang the quilts on the wall. But then we had some left over, and what I realized is we just keep them around. We keep them in the boys' room, and we use them for building forts with Simon. And it literally takes 30 seconds to build a fucking perfect fort if you're using four binder clips. Genius. Thank you. Genius. And about two weeks ago, my husband started working nights, and he wasn't getting home until 10 or 11 o'clock at night, so it's like second shift. And immediately, within the first two weeks... Like, the amount of fooling around went down to just weekends, and we were both getting pretty frustrated. And just this, like, past week or two, he started his job about a month ago, um, we started carving out time in the morning to fool around, and it has been so much fun. We get up a little before the kids. We don't even set an alarm. We just wake up. If one of us wakes up, we sort of engage the other one and wake them up. And sometimes we wake up and the kids are already awake this morning. It was Martin Luther King Day, and the kids were already awake. I went downstairs. I said, you can watch a show now. I put on a 30, 40-minute show and then snuck back upstairs, locked the door. If we hear them or they knock on the door, I can just jump up, throw my robe on. I say, I'm getting dressed. Whereas at nighttime, they come in the room if they wake up. Mom, why aren't you wearing any clothes? Oh, I was getting dressed at 3 a.m. and dead sleep. So this morning, things are really working out. They get their little bit of screen time. They're super happy. Dad and I are super happy. And it's just been awesome. So great show. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
So genius. So yeah, somebody's figured it out. Yeah. Somebody's figured it she's out. She's got this under control. And out of out of <laughs> all the genius clearly fooling around. Yeah. As you and I know so well, Teresa <laughs> is super genius. The the hidden genius in there was doing it in the morning mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So if somebody busts in, yeah, just have there's it a ready. reason for you to be kind of sure. like not dressed. Perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah. Both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Failures. Uh-huh. Fail. 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 You suck. Just was gonna have some wine mm-hmm. with dinner, like I like to do at the end of a long day. Mm-hmm. And uh, first Stefan knocks over the bottle. Ooh. Yeah, that was ugly. Had you already poured your glass? I'd already poured a glass, but I'd also already said, hey, you should take all our taxes and your computer and everything like off. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be like where that bottle is. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah. And then he knocked it over. Mm-hmm. And it l- we saved a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. it was a lot of it was saved. But I was like, already like, mm, that made me mad. It just made me mm-hmm. mad. It just made me mad. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we get through with dinner, and I'm like having the rest of my glass of wine and I'm like on the couch and Catherine Bell very casually turns around knocks my glass over and it goes all over the rug and I had this like handmade rug by my grandfather blah blah Ooh. blah yeah but you know again I live in a house and I know things okay. are gonna get ruined yep. but this is red wine and it was a lot it was all okay. of it all over alright so Stefan's like furious because he just hates when things get spilled so he stomps over and is like I'm gonna get some p- paper towels right and he's gonna commit this with like paper towels and yeah. water which makes me instantly mad and I'm right. like just take all the children paper towels won't solve it and he's like thank you for telling me and like I'm so frustrated and angry I take this super industrial strength carpet cleaner and just start hosing this thing down yes the wine stain is gone the downside is it smells like chemicals Yeah, it's kind of ruined it's outside. I turned to Steph and I said, take the rug out of the house. Yeah. And if tomorrow I discover that we cannot keep this rug, I don't want you to say a word. Just I don't get want rid you to, of it. I just don't want you to say a word. <laughs> I made my choices. Just don't say a word. So it, just like, it was just like a big series of like yeah. wine fails. That was intense. It was very intense. Okay. If only I had great sex to recover from it. <laughs> Cut that out. Go ahead. Um... Simon's sick, and one thing that usually helps him is putting him in the shower. Right. Um, it works really, really well, That's and nice. he likes standing in the shower. Yeah. But he's also in that, like, two-and-a-half-year-old, um, like, uh, I will say no to everything phase. Like, Ooh, anything fine. you want him to do, he doesn't want to do. So you have to kind of, like, go at it backwards and say, like, <laughs> you don't want to do this. And then he does. And so anyways, I was—the easiest time for me to put him in the shower is when I'm also taking a shower and right. or, like, right after. And so I'm in there. You know, baby's asleep. I'm in there taking a shower. I'm trying to get him to get in the shower. He doesn't want to get in the shower. Shower. He's kind of throwing a fit, and I'm like, whatever, I'll just take my shower. And so I'm kind of like taking my time. And then, <laughs> you know, of course, Jesse had showered before I had. And well, finally, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to tell Simon he needs to get in the shower because it, sometimes with him, the only thing that works is just rather than being like, would you like to? Would you right. like to? It's just like, no, you're going to get in the shower. You'll be in there for five minutes. You'll get clean. Then you'll be done. And just kind of like walk him through the steps. And usually that like helps him kind of <laughs> just focus and do the thing. Um, and so I just I decide to take that tech. I'm like, you know what? You're just, you're sick. You need to get in the shower for five minutes. By the time I wrestle him into the shower... It's freezing fucking cold. Mm. There was no hot water left. Mm. I put my sick child. Get in there. Forced him (laughs) 
into a cold, not just like lukewarm, no, cold, cold water shower. And then get this, it gets worse. He, so then I realize how cold it is and I start flipping out and you got to get out. You got to get out. No, I want to take a shower now. Now he's, now he's, cause he's doing right. the switcheroo. No, no I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out. I don't want. So then I'm like, all right. So then I turn off the shower and he's flipping out yeah. that I turned off the shower. And I'm like, okay, well at least we need to wait, I wait in a towel for 10 minutes yeah. for us to get warm water back. He won't get in the towel. He's running around freezing cold, wet. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I keep trying, turning the shower on. It's not getting warmer. Right. The warm water never comes right. back. We've been there for like an hour at this point. And anyways, all I could do was just like ultimately get him dressed again. So That sounds really relaxing. It was great. I did a great job. <laughs> good, good job. So I had this little portable high chair that I got secondhand that I was taking to my grandparents' house. And I noticed just as I was about to leave that it didn't have any uh, securing straps. So I went ahead and scoured the house and found some securing straps, uh, you know, like the little waist belt uh, three-point harness. Um, I found them in a, a floor seat that we never really clip her into. We just put it on the floor. So I took them out and I put them in the high chair and they seemed to fit. So I get there and they work great and everything's great. And then she's sitting in it next to me and she's ready to come out. So I, I take the high chair tray off and I unbuckle her. And just as I do that, I realize there's like some food stuck to her leg. And so I, I go to grab a napkin and she leans forward, eight months old. She leans forward and slides right off the chair. Um, so fail on me. I get straps to secure her in. Genius. I let her fall out of the chair. Fail. Fortunately, I caught her. Um, she didn't get hurt, but my pride was very damaged because it happened in front of my grandparents. So, yeah, fail there. Modifications. The falling baby is the yeah, worst. That ah. is, yeah. uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all we got. Sorry. We don't have it in us. That sucks. <laughs> sucks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you I love you when I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you I love Teresa yes let's call a mom oh thank god Let's call a mom who might be able to help us this time, actually. Please. Wonderful. Uh, this week, we are talking to Jennifer Wider, MD, who is a nationally renowned women's health expert, an author, and a radio host. She uh, is a medical advisor to Cosmo Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine. I'm so old school. I'm like, Cosmo! Uh, and host a weekly radio segment on Sirius Satellite XM uh, called Am I Normal? And she's the author of many books, but the one that we have her here to help us with uh, is The New Mom's Survival Guide, How to Reclaim Your Body, Your Health, Your Sanity, and Your Sex Life, keyword, after having a baby. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for doing the show with us. Um, before we get into the topic of sex that's really easy for everybody to talk about, um, uh, we'd like to ask you a question we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Oh, okay. So in my house, well, we have we have four new members in my house that are a school of fish. <laughs> but aside from the fish, it's my husband and my three kids. 
Um, my oldest is 12. It's my daughter. And then I have a son who's nine and my littlest toddler who's three. Oh, wow. wow. They're so, so spread out. we have a busy out. house. Yeah. That's a, that, yeah. So you've got, yeah. so you guys had sex three times over the We had sex three times. That was it. <laughs> um, all right. So the first question we want to ask, and I think it's the simplest question. Yes. Uh, why are Teresa and I not having enough sex? <laughs> I mean, so or what? sex in general. We have, just so you know, we both. <laughs> yes. Teresa has uh, two children, a two-year-old and a newborn, four months old. Okay. Uh, I have a three-month-old newborn, and I have a four-year-old uh, girl. Yes. Um, and again, why aren't we having sex? All right. This is such a common issue among <laughs> new mothers. I mean, really, it's yeah. such a common issue. And I think, you know, when I was researching the New Mom Survival Guide book, I think this was hands down the biggest hot button issue that I dealt with when interviewing moms. And what's really, really funny is when you look at how the partner, if you, if you, for the partner, um, having sex right after you have a baby is so incredibly important because if you look at the psychology of what the partner experiences, oftentimes they feel a bit marginalized. Yeah. Um, and having sex becomes very, very important because it's a way to reconnect intimately, you know, to rekindle the romance. Um, but for women, having sex really is probably at the very bottom of the list of things they want to do after having a baby. I mean, so let's, so let's be honest. Like, right after you have a baby, there are a host of different issues that women deal with. And then, of course, once the baby gets a little bit older, there are another host of issues that we're all dealing with. So let's break it down um, <laughs> and, and discuss why women may not be feeling in the mood or why women may be feeling self-conscious or pressure or not, not wanting to have sex at all. First of all, the first thing that I've seen with women that just had a baby is that their libido is low. It's just naturally and biologically lower after having a baby. One of the reasons is because we feel a little bit self-conscious about what we, what we look like. You know, there's so much pressure on women to look a certain way, and it doesn't help when you see all these celebrities in the news that have a baby, and then, you know, three seconds later, like Beyonce or what I'm expecting Mila Kunis to look like after just hearing <laughs> that she's pregnant, is that they bounce back to their size two, size four, six, whatever they were originally so quickly. So women feel a tremendous amount of pressure, and that beautiful, taut, pregnant belly now turns into a wasteland of extra flabby skin, and they're worried about their cellulite, and their breasts are leaking, and it's not the most appealing, attractive thing in their head. So the way they feel about themselves, they feel a little bit self-conscious, and, and they, they get concerned that their husband may look at them, you know, uh, like whatever way that is less than desirable. Right. Do you guys experience this or? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think for sure we've all felt a little not like ourselves. I mean, there's not only the physical changes in our body, but the demands that are now on our bodies. Uh, if, if you're breastfeeding and uh, just that it becomes sort of not your own body and certainly not. Yes, one I, I totally relate like to that. Before you had a baby, even if your partner is saying I love you. You look hot. You look super sexy. I love how your body looks now that you. I want to have sex with you. I want to have sex with you right now. Right? Yeah, exactly. But why? Why that doesn't necessarily make me want to still jump in the bed right away? All right. So, so, and that, and that's another. It's a great point. Even if your husband is telling you you look great. 
you know, we may not feel great. So that's one thing. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves psychologically from a body image standpoint. One of the things that we can't ignore is that you actually have a decreased libido, and it's hormonal. After the baby is born, the estrogen and progesterone levels drop, which contribute to a decrease in your sex drive, which is real. And every woman experiences this. Now, I know everyone has the friend, and I did too, who jumped back into the sack after four weeks. And we're all looking at her like she's crazy. But for the vast majority of women, they are absolutely experiencing fluctuating hormone levels, which contribute for many women to a decrease in sex drive. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention, because you brought up breastfeeding, is that a hormone called prolactin, which I'm sure you have heard of, becomes elevated, and that can further suppress the other hormone levels. And with those hormone levels, down goes your sex drive. So biologically, hormonally, you're experiencing a low libido, and it's real, okay? So we all need to give ourselves a break because he may be in the mood, but you may not, and it's real. It's biologic, and it's hormonal. So that's the first thing, yes. Well, well, if if you've got a second thing, tell me a second thing before I even start thinking about my husband's (laughs) needs. Yes. Okay, the the next thing thing is, you know, just for women that just had a baby, okay? So we're talking women within the first, you know, 8 to 12 weeks. And I love when doctors say at 6 weeks you're ready to jump back into bed. It's fine. You have the green light at 6 weeks. For many women, depending on the type of delivery she experienced, she may not be totally healed. And for some women, it really takes a while. I've spoken to many women that don't feel back to themselves for three to six months or longer. So if you've had an episiotomy or a perineal tear or a C-section or, you know, or any, any compilation or mixture of what I just said, you're pretty sore. And for some women, the soreness can extend past that six-week period. So the fear of being in pain or the actual pain can put a damper on your sex life too. Now, remember, the other thing I wanted to mention is we're very psychological as women. So that if you had sex, let's say six weeks, which is what I did with my first child, and I had a very bad episiotomy, um, and I was not comfortable after six weeks, and it hurt a lot, that fear of pain drove me not to want to have sex for another three months. Just the idea, that anticipatory anxiety that I was going to be in pain made my entire body like close down literally so that my muscles were bracing themselves not to be in pain. And that doesn't really make for a comfortable intercourse. Right. No, well, you mean right? your partner does yeah. not want to look at you yeah. with clenched face? <laughs> it's <laughs> like true. It's, like a holding on. It's coming yes. in a second. But, uh, like, but that doesn't do it for your partner? <laughs> it's true. It doesn't do it for my partner, exactly. Right. But you know what? The other, the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is the lubri- vaginal lubrication, which is another you know, um, consequence of right. your fluctuating hormone levels, especially if you're breastfeeding. With the elevated prolactin and the lowered estrogen and progesterone levels, can lead to vaginal dryness. Now, I have a funny story for you because my mom bought me like a boatload of Astroglide, okay, (laughs) after my my daughter. And I grew up the daughter of a gynecologist. So we lived in a fairly progressive and open household. And, you know, my last name is Wider, which you can imagine. Being the daughter of a gynecologist (laughs) with a last name of Wider is like a nightmare. But anyway... I would wear, like, a paper bag on my head when my dad would come give the sex ed talk at my high school. So, but, but truthfully, you know, you, you have, like, vaginal dryness, which also can make sex hurt. So on top of maybe healing, you're not lubricated properly. And without that lubrication, unfortunately, sex is going to hurt, which also leads to women not wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. Universally. Okay, so let's say we've passed that initial time period of 12 weeks. Universally, we're all freaking exhausted, are we not? Yeah. Right. 
I mean, new moms and old moms, for that matter, (laughs) suffer from fatigue and exhaustion, which really wreaks havoc on your body, probably more than you realize. You know, and I've looked at so many studies. Studies have shown that disrupted sleep night after night can contribute to stress and moodiness, poor decision-making, decreased immune response, and guess what? You know, drum roll, lowered sex drive. Right. So all of these different, you know, features and different aspects together can lead to a low sex drive and a a less than optimal, you know, uh, sex life with your partner. We've talked about just the tip of the iceberg on reasons why we aren't maybe in the mood to have sex. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I, I'll be honest again. We're, we're being brutally honest on this show. Uh, something I felt this time after my second child that I didn't feel the first time after this child, and maybe it's just my husband's really hot new haircut, is I just so cannot get it together to have sex. He's going to go somewhere else and have sex. Not that that would ever happen. But, right. like, how can I how do I take care of the fact that, like you said, I, I, that was an interesting point that you made about uh, men wanting to reconnect physically after a baby because we have become so physically attached to this other yes. being, this other mm-hmm. child. It's They're not number one physically with us. Yes. So, and, and I do respect and appreciate that that's a need that needs to be met to continue the intimacy uh, between partners. How, how can we, how can I continue to make my partner feel better and feel involved if I can't get in the mood to have sex? Like, I, I, what are some helpful tips with that? No, and I, I think this is such a great point because I think, you know, as a couple, we need to reconnect. And I think, as you mentioned, and I mentioned before, was that especially with the first child, you know, when you're just a couple, um, you are each other's first priority. And I think it's so accentuated with your first baby because all of a sudden there's a new being. The mom usually attaches pretty quickly, sometimes not, but oftentimes the mom will attach pretty quickly and there's an extra person in your life and the husband hands down feels marginalized. And that physical connection is so important to him. What I tell couples is that communicating is the first, and it sounds so obvious, but it is the first and foremost thing that needs to be put back on the table. We can bottle our feelings up, and guys tend to do this a little bit more often than girls, but we can bottle our feelings up so much and not talk about stuff, and 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 that creates so many issues. So just communicating and recognizing his needs and telling him that those needs are really important and that you're desiring to reconnect, but your libido, or you're just not feeling in the mood, and it has nothing to do with him. So that, that's very important. Some women feel like they're just not in the mood. They have a low libido. As I mentioned, they're fatigued and exhausted. They're just not feeling it. And that's okay. And that comes along with the territory. Educating your guy or your partner about your changing, you know, because there really is a biological basis to this. It's not, a, it's not pretend. And I love how women are always told it's in your head. And we feel so guilty about it, but it's not. It's real. It's hormonal. It's biological. There's real reasons why your libido is low or suppressed. Sharing that information with him is so important, just getting him on board. And remember, we don't need to just have intercourse. There are so many other things that you can do with your partner that can foster intimacy or even a sexual experience that don't necessarily, you know, lead to penis-to-vagina intercourse and not to, you know... You know, I work for Cosmopolitan Magazine, as you mentioned, so those words are, you know, like refrigerator and poppy, <laughs> poppy pillow for me. <laughs> so not okay. to scare I, you guys. Again, I, as many of our listeners know, I was raised Southern and Catholic, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got to talk about bags on your head. I'm like bright red <laughs> as we even have this discussion. Right, right. 
But it's important because that's how you got in that position in the first place. So that's if we true. can't say vagina, we have a problem. That's right. right. So, that's right. right? 100% true. Right. right. Okay. So, so the truth is that having this conversation, keeping it out and open is so important. The second thing is increasing intimacy in ways that aren't necessarily, you know, just specific to intercourse. And there are ways to do that. Absolutely. And we all know that. We don't have to run through ways to connect that don't necessarily mean intercourse. Yeah, no, that's that really is a good point. And I think it's that that can get just as lost as the sex. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just as easy to get into a, a routine of not having sex. It's easy to get into a routine of not connecting. Everybody's finally in bed. All the kids are finally asleep. The house <laughs> is finally clean. I just want to go to sleep. My husband just wants to watch a movie. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we're in this routine of like we're not even in the same yeah. room when there's quiet time. Well, and like you were also saying, like sometimes when you guys start to get a little bit close, you're afraid it's going to lead to it's sex and lead you it. shut it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas like if, for, if like if you could, you know, if we're talking about it and we're saying like, you know, I want to connect with you. I just don't want to do this other thing. Then you get to have that shared experience. and. Right. You know, you don't have Such to shut it point. down. That's a good point, definitely. <laughs> well, definitely. Jennifer, we just want to appreciate—I I, I, I appreciate so much you coming on yeah. and sort of putting words to the madness that Teresa and I basically <laughs> threw up in the first half of the show. <laughs> it's <laughs> of, my pleasure. Seriously, I think it's— I think it's so wonderful to get on the radio and talk about talk about these kinds of things that affect everybody. And some people have the guts to talk about it, and some people, unfortunately, sweep it under the rug and feel like they're the only ones dealing with these issues, the only ones not having sex, or the you know the only ones in pain or low libido. And if we just talk about it in a dialogue together as women, friends, and also with our partners, things would be so much better for everybody. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much we sh- that should be the motto of everybody. Right, right. <laughs> just, just, we can make t-shirts. Exactly. We all need t-shirts. Uh, again, uh, Jennifer's book is uh, the New Mom Survival Guide: How to Reclaim Your Body, Your Health, Your Sanity, and Your Sex Life After Having a Baby. And we're going to link you guys up to her Twitter, the Serious Cosmo uh, show, her books, everything. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining. My us. pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Yeah. It's really comforting to hear that. It's always nice to hear somebody who's not afraid to say penis and vagina. (laughs) True. (laughs) Sorry, Ben. But isn't it, but but, but, I mean, again, isn't it odd? Sex just, isn't it odd now? The the issues that we may have with sex after having a baby are so similar to all the other issues we have of, you know what? More than not share this issue. But why is it the moment we see the one who doesn't, the one who posts my baby sleeping through the night? Yeah. Oh, we're not doing the right thing with our yeah. sleep baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm having sex. I should be having sex. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I'm running a marathon six yeah. weeks after having a baby. I'm not running a marathon. You yeah. know, look, there are superhumans in the world. Mm-hmm. And then there are the rest of us. <laughs> and we should be very supportive of the superhumans and say, good job. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of don't believe you, it, but no, no, that's fine. Not don't believe you. Not judging. Just don't believe you. Um, or, <laughs> or we just lost a half our listeners. Uh, and then there's the rest of us who we just need to remind ourselves that the person checking out at the grocery store with you or at the Victoria's Secrets with you or wherever you are mm-hmm. is probably going through the same thing that you're going through. Yeah. 
And uh, that you can be nice to yourself and to one another about all of these issues, right. including the sex one. Like, right. you and your partner can be nice to one another about whatever it is that you're dealing with. There clearly was a you time know? in your life yeah. where you were 100% honest and open in dialogue and physically. Yeah. And just because you had a baby doesn't mean that should all disappear. Right. You can't. They just had a baby with you. There's a really good chance they're willing to hear you talk honestly with them about something. Yes. And that goes for and partners. And welcome it. And that goes for partners talking talking to us. Yeah. To the mothers. Yes. So we encourage you to do that at a time not inappropriate like putting a baby down or yeah. something. Time it. Yeah. Timing. Yep. Speaking of timing. Yeah. And shared experiences. Uh Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Okay. I'm having a really hard time. My little boy is four months old, and I've been back to work for a month now. And I'm just feeling sort of ambivalent about the whole thing. And I miss him a lot during the day, and he's been going through his sleep regression, so I'm just really fucking tired. And... I don't really care about what's going on at the office, (laughs) to tell you the truth. And I'm really tempted to just stay at home. And I'm under no illusions that that would be easier, but at least I wouldn't have to be presentable at an office during the day and I could wear yoga pants and (laughs) hang out with my kids. I just wish that my 50-year-old self could come back in time and tell my 30-year-old self what I'm supposed to do. That's not too much to ask, right? Bye. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. First off. So many people in this position, So many people are in this position. I I see this with my friends. I not only have I gone through it. Yeah. Not only has Teresa gone through it. Not only do we both still go through it. Yeah. All of our friends go through this. Yeah. This is such a universal thing. And number one, you're doing a great job. You really are. You really are. And your baby is so lucky to oh have a mom that loves him. Her, I think it was I'm him not her as much as so much. Him. That's right. Yeah. And there's nothing. And this is a good reminder that there's nothing that you're doing that's going to mess that up. Yeah. Really. Yes, I mean that it. is so true. Yeah. I mean, on our worst days, it's not going to mess up your child knowing how much you love them. Yep. It really isn't. Yeah. Two, hang in there. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. That is, it, it's, it, hearing, hearing you talk about that makes me want to go online if the internet was a physical thing and mm-hmm. rip apart every fucking article or message board or whatever. I feel like there's been a resurgence in the Mommy Wars conversation recently Mm. and just step on it and just poop on it Mm -hmm. because the choice of (laughs) trying to make that decision of what's best for you and your family Mm -hmm. is ridiculously hard. Yes. And sometimes the choice, we have a lot of flexibility in our choice, and sometimes we have no flexibility in our choice. Yeah, and sometimes you can say, I'm going to try this for a year and change my mind. And sometimes you're like, well, if I say goodbye to this job, I might never get it back. There's a lot of different A lot of different things going into it. Yeah. On top of just the emotional response that you're feeling for your child. 
And just being fucking tired. And being so fucking tired. We're basically right there with you with the sleep regression. Yeah. I mean, both of us are. Yeah, and both of us are. Yeah. It really, really it's, fucks with your head. It does. It's, it really is. There really is something about, like, everything's going really great. Uh-huh. You're enjoying a full night's sleep. Is yeah. your body finally getting back and seeing it? Yeah. Soccer! Yeah. Fuck you! Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's it's basically our version of getting kicked in the nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so true, over and over again. So hang in there, mom. We yeah. are all there with you. There's not a single listener out there who's not there with you right now. Yeah, and know that you're doing a good job, and that whatever you decide now is the right thing for you. And you can always change your mind. Yeah, and you don't need to know the future in order to make a decision right now. I guarantee you, your 50-year-old self would come back and say that you did a fucking kick-ass job. Yep. Regardless. Definitely. Um, Good job. Are we going to do a little role play? Do we have time for that? I do think we've got time for a little role play. We can can make it quick. Because you know what? You are doing a good job. This is not a sexual this thing. This is by actually the way. not a sexual thing. Um, we want to role play real quick. Uh, we've had some people asking us recently how do you tell somebody that they're doing a good job as a mom and not sound like a sarcastic dick? Yeah. Uh, and I actually have been in situations where I have said to, like, I, I, I so, okay. Yeah. Let's so you're, out, you're out in the world. I'm out in the world. So I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I have two kids with me, Teresa. Okay. You have two and kids. I am at Macy's. Uh huh. And one of my kids is pulling all the shoes off the shoe mm-hmm. rack at Macy's. Mm-hmm. The other one is luckily locked in a stroller but screaming. Oh, God. And I'm really focused on them. Uh-huh. And I am actually trying to discipline my child. We can't do this. I'm picking my child up. Now yeah. my child is screaming. They don't want me picking them up. Mm-hmm. But I've got to give them a timeout. I'm doing all this stuff. The you, other child is crying. The other child is I crying. You're walking by. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you do? Well, what I would do is run. <laughs> I know, run. I do not know this person. Um, if it looks like a situation where there is actually something I could do to help, like pick up the shoes or whatever, right. I would just say, "Hey, can I like give you a hand really quick?" Right. But what I would really say is, you know what? I've been there, and you're doing a great job. Yeah, and I th- thank you. I think the key to it is not lingering, waiting for a response necessarily. Because the the point of the good job shout out, the good job high five, is really about the person you're telling. Yeah. And I mean, and I I know we all know this is not about us and feeling great about telling somebody they're doing a good job. Yeah. But but it is just hearing somebody. I I saw a mom once discipline her kid at the park. It was time to go and the kid didn't want to go. And the mom said, we're leaving. Mm -hmm. And... When the kids started to fight and, like, scream, she just picked the kid up screaming mm-hmm. and with her other kids mm-hmm. left. And I, they happened to pass me, and I'd watch the whole thing. And I just kind of, like, leaned back in mm-hmm. her purview, and I said, that was awesome. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, and that was a sad. And then I went back to my kid. Yeah, I think you can do it. I think there's also there. I think part of why people have been asking about this is there's there's a way where when somebody's having such a meltdown that if you were to jump in and say great job, it could sound like you're just saying, yeah, great job, like so yeah. sarcastically, especially during like a meltdown situation. Right. But I think that if there's a way, like, if there's a way, like, you're, hey, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, you're doing a great job. You, you're basically acknowledging, whether you want to say it or not, you're acknowledging this is a shitty situation. I'm not going to deny that this sucks. 
Right. But I just want to say in the midst of this, like, you're doing such a great job. You know, you're not going up to somebody and saying, great job, mom. You're you're acknowledging that it's fucked up. Yeah. It's like the game over high five. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. As you go down the soccer game. Exactly. Little league. And it doesn't, and and it's not always for people who are having a tough time. If you see the mom who's like doing great, like that's easier though. That's easier to not sound patronizing. Like it's easier to when somebody's obviously doing a great job and you say great job, it's like good idea, keeping your kid calm. Good job, right? Yeah. Yeah. But bottom line, keep supporting each other out there. Yeah, it's working. I feel like it's working. I feel like it's working. (laughs) Uh, And just like. Your contributions to Max Fun are working. Yeah. And we want to say thank you to everybody who is donating. Mm-hmm. And we want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. Yes. And we want to thank you for having the opportunity to come on and be this brutally and uncomfortably honest with you about everything. Totally. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for tweeting about the show, for liking our Facebook page, for giving us show ideas, for responding to our questions, um, for calling in. We love your calls. Yep. Just like this is a good time to show us uh, and Max Fun how you want to support us, it's a good time for us to tell you thank you. Yes. So thank you very much. You guys are doing great. You guys are doing a good job. <laughs> Teresa, you're doing a good job. And, thank you. And enjoy all that sex you're having. Oh, yeah. Same to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.